the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Really excited. We got to talk briefly with Matthew West yesterday, one of the great entertainers. And he and Hannah Kerr, our guest today, want to say hi real quick to Hannah. How are you doing, Hannah? Hey, I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me today. Thanks for making the time. It's not like, uh, I mean, you're making time for us, so we just really appreciate it. So thank you for that. Well, I appreciate you guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Hannah and Matthew West and Jordan Felice are coming to Austin, Life Austin Mueller, March 26th, Saturday, 7 p.m., and I'm really, um, I'm just fired up. Uh, it's going to be great, and we're really excited just to get to know Hannah a little bit today. Um, some of the songs, in case you're into CCM, contemporary Christian music, uh, really just been enjoying them. Some of them I'd heard, and then some of them I'm like, oh, this is sweet. Oh, this is good. But uh, Same God is one of uh, her uh, big hits, Split the Sea, Ordinary, um, Warrior. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. And you co-wrote... Um, Your Love Defends Me, which is another amazing song. So, I mean, you're young, and you've already put together a stellar career. Are you just going to, like, drop the mic and say, okay, I'm done now, Hannah? What's the deal? (laughs) (laughs) That is very sweet. I'm so thankful for everything that's happened so far, and I have a sense that there's just so much more to come. And so I'm just going to keep writing, keep singing, keep touring. Until God tells me to stop. <laughs> good, good. Well, okay, here's the deal. This is one of those seemingly random things. Um, I feel like you are likely – now, listen, first of all, yes, you've got the talent, the songwriting, the vocal chops, all those things. You clearly have the heart. I mean, even just in college studying um, – uh, New Testament and all the things ministry related, leadership related. So you've got all that going for you. And you're an achiever, I've been learning in my research. But also this. Okay. Um, we are birthday buddies. If Wikipedia is to be believed, we're birthday buddies. And Hannah, there's not a lot of famous people born on January 6th. Were you born on January 6th? I am. I, yes, yes. Oh, I was born goodness. on, yes, we're twins. birthday buddies. Yeah, we're, yeah, twins separated by like 900 decades or something like that. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I got quite a few years on you, but um, yeah, we're birthday twins or birthday buddies, but I don't know if you've ever looked up, but there's just not a lot of super famous people born on January 6th. And so I feel like you're our best shot. Like you, you are the one you're going to champion January 6th. I'm feeling very strong about it. So, um, that's wow. just, yeah. what an honor. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to, I'm going to share with you cause you've never looked it up, right? You don't know. Right. 
How no. fake, yeah. So January, this is why Hannah Kerr is going to be the one. Okay. Kate McKinnon, who's a comedian, Saturday Night Live. She's doing a bunch of commercials now. She is a January 6th. So um, that's not bad, right? You know who that is? Do you know who I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so she's kind of, to me, like number one. And then number two that I know, you probably don't know because you are quite a bit younger, but there's a British um, actor who played a character named Mr. Bean. Yeah, I know who that you is. You know who that is. That is kind. Of, he's kind of number two. So I don't think. It, yeah, I don't think it's going to take long for you to get up there and surpass, um, at least surpass Mr. Bean. If you haven't already, you probably have. <laughs> and I think uh, Kate needs to watch her back because I think you're coming. That's what I think. So that's my seemingly so funny. random observation number one. So there you have it. All right. Wow. One more. I love it. <laughs> one more. And then it's all about just learning about you and this, uh, the great music that you're writing and why you're writing it, why you're doing it, how this happened. My other seemingly random observation question is, are you, are you a football fan? I'm just curious. <laughs> I know. Um, I would say yes. I am a fan of the Buffalo Bills. I grew up in Buffalo, New York, so it felt like by default. You have to be a Buffalo Bills fan. And um, we were heartbroken this year at the loss in the playoffs. Very heartbroken. Oh, my gosh. You are (laughs) a fan. There's always next year, you know? Yeah. Well, there's always next year and there's Josh Allen. I mean, that's a good combination. That guy is amazing. I mean, you sound like an actual fan. Yeah. Yeah. So it's looking good for the Bills. Now, that seemingly random question, and I love it. I love to know that about you was uh, my producer here running the board and doing everything. Um, he is a San Antonio native, but a Buffalo Bills fan. And so I just told him ah. I was going to ask you. Yeah, he's the only one in San Antonio that I have identified as a Buffalo Bills fan. And <laughs> and this goes back. This is before Josh Allen, and uh, it goes back a ways. I don't know if it goes back to Jim Kelly days or not. But anyway, so y- you, Hannah, are still – you feel connected to Buffalo even though you moved to Nashville uh, kind of at the beginning of your teenage years, right? Totally. I mean, my whole family still lives in Buffalo, like my extended family, my grandparents, aunts and uncles, cousins, they all still live in Buffalo. So we still go there a good bit and feel super connected to Buffalo. It's just, it's the place where I grew up. I feel like it's my hometown, even though I'm a Nashville girl now. (laughs) Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Oh man, that's awesome. All right. Well, Hannah, talk to me just about your call into this uh, crazy, exciting, wonderful uh, interesting world of CCM. How did this all happen, Hannah? Yeah, so this happened first when I was in high school. Um, I started writing songs, started leading worship at church. Yeah. And I met this guy named Mark Miller, who oh. is the producer for Casting Crowns. Yeah. Um, and so he kind of heard me lead worship at church and wondered if I had written any songs. Wow. And so I shared a few of my very terrible songs at the time. <laughs> were they really terrible? <laughs> they were terrible. But he he heard my heart in them, and he oh. thought he heard some potential in me. And so um, he started to um, help me just develop what it would look like to be an artist and to have a ministry with Christian music. Yeah. And so I started recording songs. The first song I ever recorded was Warrior, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then that, that song it just took kind of went off, on from there. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I really have a heart for ministry. I really have a heart for people. And I kind of see music as my vehicle to get to people and to connect with them and hear their stories. And I went to college for ministry, and I always thought I would do some form of ministry, whether it was counseling or girls' ministry or whatever it was. But I'm so thankful to be able to do music and ministry at the same time because they're both such huge passions in my heart and I just feel very called to minister to people and encourage them and remind them that God loves them. Um, I just think that's my job here on earth. So however that looks for the rest of my life, I know that um, I'm ready and willing to do whatever God needs me to do. Dang, you sound like you're all in. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're that girl that's all in. Like, we're doing this for as long as I can breathe, as long as God wants me to do it. We're just going hard, it sounds like. For sure. Okay. For sure. However it looks, I am willing. So. Uh, okay. All right. I want to ask you about Warrior, but let me back up. I'm just curious about that conversation with Mark Miller. That conversation, how old were you when he, he heard your music, your songs, your original songs? I think I was Ish? 17. Okay, 17. So can I ask you, I know they weren't terrible, even though you looking back, you've progressed as a songwriter and all that. Um, but how did he say, since it was you know something you know, maybe was not refined or whatever. Um, how did he put it? Like he could hear your heart. What else did he say? Do you remember? Yeah. So the main thing that he said was when he listened to me sing about Jesus, he believed me. That Whoa. was his main comment. Dang. Um, and so he said, it's not often that I hear somebody that is believable to me that when they're really singing about Jesus, they really mean it and they really believe in who he is. And so he was like, I want to work with you because I trust that you already love the Lord and you're not in this for fame or glory or whatever. And um, so that's wow. kind of his main, his main thing to me was just that he believed me and that he um, thought that I would be able to steward this ministry well without any complications of, you know, my ego or whatever. <laughs> that is an incredible thing for any artist, but at 17 years old for him to see your heart. And plus he's been around a ton of different Christian artists, CCM artists. And for him to see that in you at 17, where, where did that like strong faith? Cause I know at 17, a lot of kids, even that have faith, I think that would maybe not be seen by somebody else like, oh, I believe it when you say it, or I believe it when you sing it. Where did that come from, Hannah? That's amazing. I really think it came from my upbringing because I was raised in an amazing home with Mm. two parents that loved Jesus and led worship my whole life. And so I really grew up in the church and I saw my parents' faith and how they followed him and their obedience to him. And so I feel like just watching my parents love the Lord and follow Him is what made me want to do that, too. And I was talking about the other day with Matthew West how just, like, I really think that I I have a rare story where my parents raised me in a Christian home, and I never really strayed from that. Like, I always had this example of what it looks like to love Jesus and to follow Him, and I just trusted that. I trusted Him. I trusted my parents' faith from a young age, and I feel so blessed to have that story because I know that it's not the story of a lot of people. And sometimes I'm like, is my story boring? Because I never like (laughs) rebelled or strayed from the Lord. But I'm so thankful for it because I really think that it led me to exactly where I am today and 
gave me the foundation that I needed to start this ministry from a young age. Right. I think that story is actually really beautiful when you think about um, some of the teenagers um, that are going to show up at these this concert, March 26 in Austin, 7 p.m. I'm going to be there, absolutely. Matthew West, Jordan Feliz, Hannah Kerr that we're talking to. But when you think about those teenagers that show up, and a lot of those kids, I mean, maybe they're growing up in a similar situation. And when they know that that's your story, they also know, hey, I, I don't have to stray. I don't have to go out on my own. I mean, I'm in the lane with Jesus. And she stayed there. And look what God is doing through her so I can stay there, too. I think that's going to be a source of encouragement, which sounds like a big part of your ministry is encouragement anyway. Yeah, and that's amazing to think of, too. I think that a lot of my audience and a lot of the people that I'm trying to, to sing to yeah. is young people. Mm. And um, I see so many of them come into these shows, and my hope is always that I'm able to encourage them and just show them that they have a place in the family of God, that they have a set of gifts that only they can use to glorify God. And I want to be an example of that, of somebody that has something that God's given them to say, and I'm trying to say it to the best ability that I can, um, and encourage them to do the same, whatever that looks like for them in their life. Right. What does it feel like to you with the teens that you, you know, minister to, um, that they are really dealing with? I know, and that's a big put you on the spot (laughs) question. I mean, what are you kind of sensing or discovering that man, this is what these young people are dealing with. And I know you're a young person too, uh, birthday twins aside, I know that. But uh, what are you feeling they're they're going through? I feel like the biggest thing for young people is identity. There's just Mm. this identity crisis of not knowing exactly who we are, not knowing exactly what we need to do to prove our worth. Um, I think it's Mm. just, yeah, a lot of questions of identity and where we fit into the world and how we can stand out and be different and be whatever. It's just this Mm. struggle, I think, to to know where our identity comes from. And I see that especially on social media, especially on TikTok. I have gotten Mm. into the world of TikTok a little bit. Oh, Lord bless you. I'm just shocked. Really? I know. I'm just shocked by the identity crisis that I see going on. Like everyone just feels like they have to be like, hey, look at me, look at me, I'm special. When in reality, mm. like, God has made each one of us special, and Come we on. do not have to stand out above the crowd. Like, we're all one in a billion to Him. And That's right. so I think anytime I talk to young people, especially young girls, they're like, I just feel like I want to I know that I matter. And so okay. a huge thing that I try to say is that you do matter, that God created every detail of you and loves you no matter what. Mm -hmm. You don't have to prove anything to Him. You're already worthy of love. You're already exactly who you're supposed to be. You don't have to measure up or live up to anybody. Yeah, preach. Okay, Hanneker's going to preach. That's some good stuff right (laughs) there. I love it. All right, I know we're running out of time, but I I would love to ask you about uh, Warrior, and I don't know if you could slip in talking about same God before you get out of here, but um, just you know, even what you're talking about, one lyric I just lifted from Warrior, when the negative is all you hear, can you just kind of address where that comes from, just when the negative is all you hear and how you're a warrior? Yeah. So for me, Warrior has always been kind of an anthem against fear and against anxiety in my life. Okay. I have struggled with anxiety since I was in high school and 
that's been a huge part of my story, just trying oh. to figure out how to trust God even when I feel afraid. Yeah. And for me, when those negative thoughts and when those feelings of fear creep into my mind, I have to stand up and say, no, I'm mm. strong enough to get through this because God has made me perfectly and He's holding me in the palm of His hands. Yes. And I am a warrior that can fight through even the most ang- anxious moments, even the most anxiety-filled nights. Wow. And so every night when I stand on stage and sing Warrior, I'm singing a battle against my own anxiety. And what's crazy is yeah. that that song has been used in so many different situations to encourage people. Like, I get messages every day from people that are walking through cancer or walking through training for the military or a single yeah. mom trying to make it through a day with her kids. Whatever the situation may be, it's just amazing to me to see how God has used that song specifically to let people have a fight song to get through whatever struggle they're facing at the time. So we have songs that we sing, you know, for our own situations over our own lives, but then God takes those songs and uses them in ways that I never thought was possible. It's just amazing to witness to me. Yeah, that is amazing. Can I ask you this? And we are a little bit over time. So if you have rehearsal and need to go, could you give us a couple extra minutes or do you need to go? It's okay if you do. Okay. Okay. No, I have a couple extra minutes. Okay. All right. We're just going to take a couple. I'm watching the clock. Um, that fear and anxiety that does seem today, uh, just so prevalent, um, among the young generation, does it for you, as you deal with it, does it kind of get a little bit better as you like equip yourself and God equips you, or is it just something that comes up when it comes up and you just learn kind of fat fighting strategies? What is that like? I think it kind of comes up when it comes up, but I definitely think that it's better whenever I'm the closest to the Lord. Whenever I am in a a position of worshiping Him consistently and reading my Bible every day and journaling and staying close to Him, staying close to my community, that's when I feel like I struggle with it a lot less. For me, a good indicator that I haven't been close to the Lord is when I start to feel just this you know, perspective of fear when I look at my Mm. life. That's when I know, like, okay, I got to lean back in, plug back into the Lord, and make sure Mm. that I am staying close to Him. Because as soon as we're close to God, as soon as we let Him have our fears, He's going to give us peace, and He's going to give us courage. And so I feel like He just has everything that I need, and it's a matter of me being close to Him and knowing that when those moments of anxiety flare up in my heart, that He is the one that can give me peace. Even when it feels like nothing else can, he's the one that gives me the peace that I need. Oh, that is that is beautiful. Um, and it's funny. Well, funny is not the word. It's uh, pretty neat, beautiful that you said, like, that God has us in the palm of, of his hand. And uh, a few days ago, I was praying my uh, for my oldest daughter with her. And I was just, I, I can just picture you in the palm of God's hand. And I picture you mm-hmm. there. And I picture a sheep, like, right next to you. And you're just loving on that sheep. And God is just loving on you. So um, that really resonates with me, Hannah. And I appreciate it. All right. Um, we're definitely over time. Do you want to talk about same God at all? Or you want to save that for another uh, another time when we get you? No, I'd love to talk about Same God if you want me to. What? Heck yeah. Yeah. Tell us about <laughs> Same God. I mean, this song is uh, really, it's reaching a lot of people, and um, I would just love to hear. I know you are you co-write and you collaborate a lot, um, So, and I know that you when you write songs, they're coming from you, but they also come from your co-writers. Can you just tell us about Same, same God? 
Yeah, so Same God is a song that we wrote um, in November of 2020, so just in the middle of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a co-writer, her name is Emma, and she's absolutely amazing. Yeah, And we were kind of talking about how so much in all of our lives, the three of us that were writing the song, had changed in the past year, mm. and just how we had all gone through really difficult seasons of change and just some doubts and questions mm. of where we're going and what we're doing. And Emma very bravely shared that she was going through kind of a crisis of faith and saying, like, I've always grown up loving God and, you know, being so confident. But Mm. in the past few years, I've just gone through this season of doubts and questions. And she said, something that always brings me comfort when I feel doubt is kind of getting out into creation and seeing the God that created the entire world and knowing that that same God created me and loves me. Um, so talking about that, we, we decided to write this song that's just very honest about what it looks like when you have doubts and questions and how God loves us the same, no Mm. matter how we feel, no matter what we're going through, no matter what doubts and questions we have, like God is not afraid of our doubts and questions. He's bigger than all of that. good. And so this song is just one that encourages people that God loves you no matter what, no matter how you feel. He loves you the same. He created you. He put the color in your eyes, knows Mm. every hair on your head, and loves you the same. Mm. Um, And so Emma, we wrote the song for her, but man, it's crazy how God uses our own songs to minister to us, because in the past year, like, God has just used this song so much in my own heart to encourage me. Um, And Emma said after we wrote this song that she really started listening to it every day, and it kind of led her back into a relationship with the Lord, which is just the only wow. testimony that I need from that song. But right. it's just been amazing to see what God has done. That's crazy. So she was writing that song in a place where she felt like, I mean, kind of like had lost her faith or what, whatever the words and just listening to the song that she wrote with you, like brought her back to a vitality of faith. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, I know it's so crazy. Wow, that's that's God. I mean, that's that's amazing that God can work through. I mean, not only not shun us in our doubts and not shun us in our questions or, you know, shame us in those things, but use that those, those very things to help strengthen our faith. I mean, like he did with David at the Psalms and like he did with Thomas face to face. Um that's amazing. Well, can we ask this last question just you talked about this song also ministering to you even though it wasn't quite your experience. Uh, can you just tell us how it's ministered to you besides that very fact that, man, he used that to reach Emma? Yeah, I think for me, this song has just reminded me of how loved I am. Mm. And I, in the past few years, um, I've been through this kind of counseling experience about shame. This is like a whole other situation, but okay. I'll just okay. summarize it quickly. Okay. I've been through this all this counseling about shame, and shame is the voice that tells you that you're not good enough mm. and that um, mm. you at your core are not good uh, are not good okay. and not worthy of love. Okay. And so I've been doing so much work in my own heart to believe that God really loves me. Like He really yeah. does. Even when I might not feel worthy of love, God really loves me. Yeah. And so this song for me, the, the piece about mm. how God loves us the same that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. That's the piece that really speaks to my heart, that even when I feel unworthy or even when the voice in my head says that I'm not good enough, God says, I loved you enough to die mm. for you, 
And I'm the same God, no matter how you feel, if you have a good day, if you have a bad day, I'm constant. And so Mm. for me, it's just every night I stand up on stage and I sing this reminder of how much God loves me, that He created every part of who I am, and that He's proud of me, that He actually really loves me exactly as I am. Yeah, that's beautiful. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to file that away in case you want another, I mean, you're willing to do another interview another time, and you're willing to talk about that more because I do feel like um, that's something else that a lot of people of this of your generation and younger um, are dealing with. I, you know, there's just something about that shame and feeling, you know, that you're not worthy to be loved and all those things. So, um, and if you don't want to talk about it, that's okay too. You can just uh, keep uh, keep on growing and going with that. But really appreciate you opening up to us and uh, sharing your heart and sharing your music um, with us. And we're very excited. Hannah is coming March 26th to Life Austin Mueller. And uh, it's going to be there. Matthew West is going to be there. Um, Jordan Felice. And you know it's just going to be an amazing night. And I'm really excited um, to see and, and watch um, God minister through Hannah, and I want you guys to be there as well. So, Hannah, thank you so much, and thanks for going long and just really blessing us today. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me, Steve. It's been truly a pleasure to speak with you, and just thank you for giving me a chance to share my heart and who I am. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. All right. That's Hannah Kerr, my birthday buddy. Um, thank you, and uh, we'll see you in Austin in a little bit over a month. I can't wait. (laughs) All right. Prayers continue, Hannah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. Have a great day. Oh, man. You made my day great. It's too late. It's great. (laughs) It's great. You too. All right. Thanks a lot, Hannah. Have a great one. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, that's Hannah Kerr. How cool is she? Wow. And I think she just turned 25, just to give you an idea. Um, Amazing what God is doing. Uh, Gifted songwriter, uh, great vocalist. And um, and if you haven't heard her music yet, yeah, Same God, Split the Sea, Warrior that we talked about, um, co-wrote Your Love Defends Me, um, Ordinary Radiate. There's a bunch of other songs, too. And she's coming March 26th. going to be amazing. So I want to remind you just uh, this is how we sign off the show. This is why we're called Very Bold. comes from 2 Corinthians 3.12. That's what Hannah is doing, man. She's going. She's all in. It's because of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. It's because of the love that we have. Whether we feel it or not, we have it. We are what Jesus says we are. 2 Corinthians 3.12, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.